Each day, we make a series of decisions, whether it's striking up a conversation with a new teammate, listening to a talk, reading an article, or stepping out of your comfort zone to help with the project. These simple actions, unbeknownst to us, are often a tipping point that set off a series of chain reactions that lead us down new and unexpected paths. They're always easy to see in hindsight, but what would happen if we could actually recognize and shape them as they're happening in real time? I'm Lisandra Lopez, and this is Live and Learn. Lindsay and AJ, it is so great to have you on the Live and Learn podcast. I am excited about our discussion today. Uh, Let's start with some quick introductions. What do you do at Microsoft and how long have you been with the organization? Lindsay, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Happy to. I am newer to Microsoft. Um, I'm still within my first year. I started back in October of 2022. So we'll be coming up on my year milestone here in a couple months. And I sit on our communications team, uh, but more specifically on the geek team, as we call it, which is the global employee and executive communications team. And we support um, all of the decentralized functions of communications across the organization. So making sure that everybody that's helping support comms, whether internal or external um, for their org or executive knows what's going on, has the right materials, has the guidance and um, knows how to communicate it effectively to their organizations. Um, Specifically within that, I support all of of the employee engagement advocacy for our big flagship events and tier one events like Microsoft Build, Microsoft Ignite. Um, I also help with merger and acquisition communications um, and creating a center of excellence around um, how our team functions and supports our MAVS organization, which is our merger and acquisition organization all up. I know them very well. You know them very well. (laughs) And then um, as a part of that, I've also been supporting, of course, our friends at Nuance, um, the Activision Blizzard acquisition. And then um, I also support our DNI cultural campaign, Inclusion is Innovation. And that is that's all, right, Lindsay? That's it. <laughs> Definitely have wow. a lot on your plate. Um, thank you. I wasn't aware that you did all that. So I feel like I'm going to learn a lot more about you today. AJ, what about yourself? Yeah, I, that's a lot to follow. So um, I don't do as many of those things. So that's, that's super cool. Um, so I've been here, I kind of stopped counting. I think it's 17, 18 years. I usually go off of um, how old my daughter is because we we had my daughter right in the summer. Then I started at Microsoft, so she's 17. So I'll go with that. Um, but it's in the record somewhere. <laughs> and we're in the um, learning organization of human resources. I like to, I like to call it skilling. We're really transitioning to call it, um, and you know, moving away from talking about training to learning to skilling. So we're really excited about what we're doing in skilling. We focus on right now um, our corporate function, some, most of our corporate functions from a skilling perspective, but it's also starting to transition to more enterprise-wide and thinking about academy experience we're building in Viva. Uh, you heard that from me now. So that's something that's coming. We can talk about that a little bit. And then also what, what I call learning leads. We're not centralized in learning. They're, they're matrixed. And so it's bringing together a lot of the learning folks across the company to just share ideas and do work together. Uh, so so I lead some of those initiatives as well. And then I also have the uh, Microsoft library team uh, working with me. And then also our Microsoft archives works on my team as well. 
Fantastic. And I love the learning leads meeting. I don't know if you've noticed, but I am an advocate for that meeting, mm -hmm. um, AJ. So I'm sending all, all my nuanced <laughs> folks. Um, and I love the uh, the MS library. I'm always um, advocating for that resource yeah, as well. You. So AJ, uh, 16, 17, 18 years, who's counting, right? Um, <laughs> I'm curious, what do you think has kept you at Microsoft for so long? You know, I'm thinking maybe the discounts on Xbox consoles, the DTO, but would love to hear it from you. I, I do. I I do um, have a connection in um, some places in the company and I get, I do ask, I love to play um, NHL hockey on Xbox. So I try to get a, a copy of that every year. So that, that keeps me around. And <laughs> that's a small perk. Cause you mentioned Xbox. That's a small perk that I, I love uh, working here. Cause we, this company touches so many different um, things, right? Products. And um, so it's sort of super cool to kind of get your hands in a lot of different parts of and pieces of technology. But no, I, I mean, it's, I get asked this question, whenever I do interviews, I always, you know, get asked the question, okay, you're here this long. Why? I, for me, it's starts with the people. I love like my team. I love my peers, like not just working with them every day, but just getting to know them and they're smart. They're fun. I'm not one to want to go spend, you know, most of my life in a place where I'm not enjoying what I do. And, and it all comes down to the people that are around you. I've also uh, really loved watching the transition of our culture over the years. I, you know, I was here uh, when the previous CEO was here and then with Satya coming on board and just continuing to watch how we're evolving as a company from a, a cultural perspective has been super cool to be part of and, and experience yeah. as an employee. And then, yeah, I mean, I think the work we do, it's, you know, aligning the work we do to our mission. And it's not just about, like I said before, how we support core functions, but like we also have in, in our minds, like how it impacts the world, right? How are we helping people just if I stick with skilling? Like, what does that mean for, you know? a kid in school and, you know, a region of the world and how we can influence that through our products, philanthropic support of people around the world. Like it's our, our company's mission is super energizing when you think about what we're trying to do for the world. So mm -hmm. those are a few things. I mean, I could go on all day, but that's not the point of this podcast. So <laughs> that's great. No, thank you so much. You know, one of the things that you said that really stuck out to me is the people. It makes me think of my career and I've worked at some companies where full transparency. I didn't always love the work that I was doing, but I always love the people that I work right. with. I've actually met a few people recently who have been at Microsoft for over 10 years. And I love hearing their career journey and why they've stayed at Microsoft for as long as they have. It's actually really inspiring. And uh, Lindsay, I think when we chatted, you had said your manager has been at Microsoft for like over 20 years. Is that right? It's so funny. That's exactly where my brain was going. Um, he's actually been here 32 two years, wow. I believe this year. Yeah. He often jokes that he was born on campus, but um, <laughs> very interesting, very cool career. And uh, like you said, AJ lived through so many different leaders and changes at the company. Um, so he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge and, and it's fun to have the, the spectrum of both of our experiences right now with mm. him having all the history, all the knowledge of what's happened. And then me coming in with this very sort of fresh, uh, somewhat doe-eyed perspective on how we could do things differently and how we can innovate and how we can maybe change the way we do things. Lindsay, being fairly new and having gone through a few acquisitions in the past, as well as working at a smaller organization before coming to Microsoft, what tips and best practices can you share with employees about navigating Microsoft? Yeah, I think above all else, uh, just remember, it's a really big place. And I think um, the advice that 
I was given from the very beginning is, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself to know everything or be everything. Because even when you've been here a year, five years, 10 years, and AJ, you could probably speak to this, there's always going to be someone you don't know and something you don't know. And, and our whole philosophy, right, is around a growth mindset and always learning and growing. So keep that in mind. But in terms of specific advice, I've kind of always tried to do this in my career. And it was re-emphasized to me recently from a leader within our comms organization. And he put more of a a comm spin on it, if you will, but it's really building your own board of directors. Mm. And I think that's, in a nutshell, having advocates that understand you, understand what your goals are, uh, personally, professionally, and that can be within Microsoft and can help you leverage and really um, use the matrix of Microsoft to your advantage. Um, but then also outside of the org, right? Like it's always important to have the connections outside of the company um, yeah. to have that bigger perspective. Feeling comfortable about asking questions is probably number two. You are bringing, to my point earlier, this fresh new perspective. If you are newer, leaning into asking questions is how you will continue to learn and grow. And in my experience, nobody has ever put me down or uh, said, why are you asking that? In fact, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, like that's a valid question. We should have probably thought about that to begin with. Third would be like leaning into your prior experience. You have a unique background, um, a skill set and knowledge that you were hired and, and or acquired to bring to the company. So use that and be really honest about, you know, what's worked for you in the past and how you can apply that here. Um, fourth is being transparent about being new. Playing the new card sometimes feels <laughs> a little icky for lack of a better word in the moment, but I think it's really helpful to remind people like, hey, I might not know what that acronym stands for. Or you might be saying, you know, speak to Chris, but I'm like, Chris who? Um, so it's, it's good to just remind folks that have been here longer, you know, I might need a little bit more explanation here. And then lastly, it's it can be extremely overwhelming sometimes. Satya is all about top down being empathetic. That's part of what's been baked into the culture here, like from, you know, him coming on as, as CEO and chairman. And it's, it's good to feel your feelings and process them and talk about them and kind of find the people that you trust to be able to do that with within the company. And it's, it's okay to feel overwhelmed. Thank you so much for sharing that, Lindsay. I love everything that you mentioned. And I really encourage listeners to definitely leverage what you shared. You know, we're, we're coming from a company of 8,000 employees and going to a company of 250,000 employees. So that's, that's a huge change for some folks, right? And I also want to thank you for normalizing that we are not going to know everything right away. And that can sometimes be overwhelming and frustrating, right? But it does help to connect with others about how you're feeling and talk to them about how they can best support you as well. The acronym, I love the acronym piece, right? Because it's so true. But here's the deal. Even if you've been here 30 years, new acronyms come up all the time and they change. So we're all we're all in this together exactly. when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, and, we are and all in this together. Like, there's yeah. so many times I'm like, what does that stand for? It is like, what, you, and no one's going to say you've been here how long you don't know because oh yeah we just created that a week ago yeah okay good to know so i think someone literally just shared with me yesterday a document with acronyms there is a glossary uh where you can always go look things up and you can also suggest new terms to add uh to aj's point too yeah which which leads to one of the biggest challenges i've seen in my career here which is who's updating that right it's always like the whenever we create something it's like that's good but like in three months when that doesn't make sense anymore who's going to make sure it's relevant that's interesting it sounds like you own that aj you, i can't you hear want... you sorry what, what was that <laughs> aj um yeah. 
you know, I know you've been here for, you know, we, again, we're not counting 16, 17 years and would love to hear, you know, throughout your time at Microsoft, what are some gems that you've discovered and found beneficial for your growth and development? And Lindsay hit on a lot of these things like staying curious, continuing to ask questions no matter how long you've been here. Mm. Um, that's something that I've learned over and over. It's okay to do that because if you don't, you're not going to grow. Um, I don't know if it's a gem, but always looking for feedback, constructive, helpful feedback. I I would say like in the first part of my career, you know, I got a lot of like, oh, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. And thanks. But like, you know, where could I grow? Where could I get better at? Yeah. It took a while for me to see more and more of the um, willingness for, and, and I don't think it, I don't think it was about me. I just think it's just like as a company and the culture and that shift where it's it's been super beneficial to get those real-time perspectives and feedback to help you grow. I'd, I don't know. Again, you said gems. I don't know <laughs> You know, if this will define a gem, but like dealing with ambiguity, dealing like dealing with the matrix and being okay with and comfortable in it has been something that I've just gotten used to. HR web, MSW resources. Yeah, there's a lot out there. I go in them all the time, even though I've been here for a while, right? I still go leverage those things. For example, like there's a great career document out on HR web that I grabbed I don't know, probably four or five months ago. And I built it out and I've been sharing it with my network and just getting feedback. Not like, hey, find me a job, but like, what do you think about my thought process here? And every time I have a conversation with somebody about that document, I edit it because they have some new insight for me. So there's tools and gems and resources for people to use that are available to them out on places like MSW. And then the other one I would say is like Who Plus. I don't, I don't know what we're calling it these days, but basically it's the the organizational chart. I literally, when I when I have a new team member, that is my part of early day onboarding. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's the organization, right? All the way from Satya down, or sometimes I'll start at our local team and go up. I remember when I first started here, I thought the org and the team I sat in with HR was like, that's it. That's the only HR team in Microsoft. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, wow. Like, and then it's like, but we didn't have that back then where you could just like, you know, it's like, it's, it's like you're zooming out and looking at the planet from the moon. And it's like, it's bigger when you look at it and zoom out and look at it like that. And then you can start mm. to other, unravel and peel back the who's who in this place. And then you can start yeah. out your network that way. Um, so those are a few things that I think uh, have been something that I would tell anyone new to go leverage that I also continue to leverage being here as long as I have. That's really helpful to hear about those tools and resources available to us and how you've used them throughout your career continuously. And I know many of us haven't had the opportunity to use these tools or resources yet. So thank you for giving us, you know, a sneak peek on what to expect. Um, you know, something that you and Lindsay had also said that I wanted to touch on is, you know, I'm a huge advocate of building a network of trusted advisors. And I know how difficult that can be when you're fairly new to an organization. So, you know, tools like Who Plus, joining an ERG and networking mm -hmm. within other communities, that's going to be gold, right? That's going to be really important for us to tap into as we, as we start to build our network. I would add to that, that every person I've been told to talk to or have been told, hey, this is someone you should probably meet with because of X, Y, and Z project. I almost always try to ask them, who do you, who would you recommend I talk to that you think would be a, a good, good resource yeah. for me? Um, and that's also really helped because then you just kind of organically continue to extend. Um, but I'm sitting over here laughing because I look at Who Plus like multiple times a day, <laughs> like yeah. a multi, and you can also use the all the M365 apps 
they all have LinkedIn built in as well as that org chart. So you can even like click on someone's name from a Teams message or an email and you can see like how they report up as well. Just just a, a quick little tip. In in Edge, it's one of my pinned places. Like I use I use oh, it as yeah. much as what you're like it's always there, like, wait, who's this for where do they sit? Like so it's it, it will be a tool that you will use forever as you work here. So so uh, I'm going to throw this question out to both of you, and I'm sure that you get this all the time, but I'm still going to ask. So what is the most exciting thing about working at Microsoft? The future is so exciting. You know, if I look back to my careers, like it's just a company that has the opportunity to try new things, reinvent itself if it needs to. Like, I think, I mean, you could go back and hey, this is like a call for the archives, right? <laughs> you go back and see all the things we've tried to do, did do well, um, everything from culture to products to all the cool things that have happened over the history. I think they have a Zune player for anyone probably listening was like, what the heck is a Zune player? Check it out. Go Bing it, right? Bing is another, I was here before. Go Bing it. <laughs> go Bing it. Like I was here before Bing existed. Um, and we, you know, we got into that market. It was super cool. I loved our phones that we had for a while, but <laughs> that, you know, so it's just like, I just like the, the future is always something that we're looking at. And now it's, you know, thinking about AI and continuing to drive in our cloud space. But also with all of that, the future of like how we work together and, and the future of getting to know new people as they come in, like you, all of you, right? Yeah. That's super exciting because like you think about acquisitions and, and this one being one of them. And now it's like the future is now new colleagues, new people to, to learn from and grow with in our new adventures that we're going on. So for me, I just get excited about that adventure we're on, that future we're going on. And that's what I'm excited about. That's awesome. How about yourself, Lindsay? Yeah, I love that. And kind of add to it, you know, I, I didn't plan to come to Microsoft exactly when I did, but wow, what a time to get on board with this company. Um, speaking to like how exciting the future is. And just, I think what excites me most about Microsoft is the opportunity at scale, um, which is a little bit of what AJ was getting at, but we just have the ability because of our size, because of our clout, because of the, you know, the trust we've built over many decades of, of being an innovator and, uh, and a stabilizer sometimes in tech. And it's really interesting to work for a company like that, that's now sort of reinventing itself again and getting to live through that in real time. I think that's what I get most excited about and, and being able to be here and make an impact like that, that really will change the world in, I think, a positive way, right? And tying back yeah. to our mission of of empowering every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. I mean, wow, we're really doing that. We're really speaking to that now um, more than ever. And back to the Zoom thing, fun fact, we just did a very fun brand collab or partnership with uh, the newest Guardians of the Galaxy movie because there was Ooh, a Zune player movie. in it. So go, yes. yeah, bing, bing that. It was very fun, very successful, lots of hilarious uh, kind of retro social posts around it. So check it out. That's so funny. I I did see that movie and I, I remember seeing that in there and I probably was the only one in the theater that laughed because I understood what, what it you was. You got the context, yeah. Yeah, I was like, it's a Zune player. Oh my gosh, yeah. I will definitely have to Bing it because I am lost. I have no idea what that is. So I will Bing it afterwards. I it's promise. the most amazing thing ever. Not really. <laughs> <laughs>
I love that. And, you know, after hearing your responses, I'm super excited about being part of the Microsoft family and experiencing some of the things that you both mentioned for myself, right? Because someday someone will ask me this question. Um, and hopefully, you know, my answer is as cool as, as both of you. But uh, no, in all honesty, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. I always love hearing, you know, what what people are excited about, um, where they work. Cause obviously that, that correlates to why you've been here so long, AJ and, uh, Lindsay, why you're so passionate and excited about what you do. So as we wrap up our discussion today, um, I want to thank you both for keeping it real, helping us to see things through a different lens and providing great advice and input on how to navigate Microsoft. I always like to end the conversation with a few fun questions. So here we go. The first question is, what is one thing you wish existed that hasn't been created yet? I'm sitting over here. I'm like, what? What is that thing? Um, I think when we originally talked about this, it was more around my role here and kind of how I wanted to innovate and create here. And I personally think there's a ton of opportunity with, and I know I'm not alone here, uh, with our Viva Engage platform. Um, and how we can scale and really change the way that we communicate to employees uh, globally, but also how we drive connection around employees. The tool exists, but I think process and sort of the enablement piece of it and really making it work to our advantage is is what we're working on bringing to fruition right now. So I think if we were to talk about this this time next year, it would, it would look very different. Um, so that's exciting. Mm, okay. Awesome. I went a totally different route when I was thinking about this question. So, okay. So it's like totally not work related, but I, I really wish there was really good vegan pizza. I, I, I had one in Portland, Oregon, there was like a street fair and they had it and I was like, oh, this is so good. And then it's just, people haven't cracked the code on how to make mm. cheese yet really well. They, there are, but not very few far. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. I actually, when, when I, when I wrote up this question and I've said this a thousand times to myself, whenever I'm cleaning the bathroom is, will someone please invent a self-cleaning bathtub? AI, there's lots more fun to come, including your bathtub being clean for you. No, I was laughing. I love your vegan pizza comment. And I was going to say, if I had to go the other direction, it would be in finding a way to get toddlers to listen. Mm. <laughs> Can that be in existence somehow? It's all, Well, yeah. And I remember when my, my kids were toddlers, it was like trying to understand what they wanted. And, you know, are you hungry? Do you need to go to the bathroom? Are you tired? Like what's going I guess I could say it's the same thing now when they're teenagers. So it, it doesn't change. I love the diverse responses to this question. That was really fun. The second question is, what's on your bucket list? I didn't take advantage of doing too much traveling in my younger years. So my undergrad was uh, psychology and history, and I'd want to travel around. Um, I'd love to see Mount Everest. I don't want to climb it, but I just want to like see it from um, <laughs> from the you know from the town and from the area, and just and then the pyramids of Egypt and things like that, like things that are, I just never went and did that stuff. Uh, I made it, we made it to England and Germany for a little bit, uh, a few years back. And I, this is so cool. So much history. And, um, that's, that's what I would do. Mm, that's I regret, um, AJ, I regret not doing like study abroad. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was in college, I went to Japan with my MBA program in 2013. Yeah, that was fun, but I, I definitely wish that I could have done more of it when I was in yeah. college. Yeah, I would 
plus one to that. One of my best experiences was studying abroad in college, and I have not gone back to Europe since then. And I will not say how long ago that was, but um, I, I think uh, travel is always on the list. But I'm uh, a singer, and I've I've done lots of musical theater in my life, and performance in some regard. And so there's, there's a few different roles that I would still love to play while I am age appropriate to play them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One being the Baker's wife in Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods and another being Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady. So those are, those are very personal, near and dear when I, when I have more time and probably not toddlers at home, um, I'd love to, to try to make those happen. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Let us know. I'll come watch you. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're sweet. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, Lindsay and AJ, thank you so much for your time today. This has been such a great conversation and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, the nuanced folks to listen to it, to get inspired by it and to also look you both up in Who Plus. So uh, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. If you were inspired by today's episode, Don't hesitate to like it, add a comment below, and share it with other colleagues. Thank you all for listening to Live and Learn. I look forward to connecting with you soon.